Hello and welcome to Potter Nims, a Harry Potter podcast about Wizarding World words. My name is Al, and I'm a giant nerd. With me is my co-host and brother. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm not quite the Harry Potter geek or word nerd that Al is, so most of this will be new to me. Obviously, there will be spoilers. Each week, I'll choose a Wizarding World word and tell you all about why it is so awesome and clever. So whether you're like me and you know most of this already, or you're like me and most of this is a surprise, I hope you learn something that will add to your enjoyment of this phenomenal fantasy world. Today, let's talk about Animagus. Animagus. Wait, what? <laughs> Haven't we already talked about this? It was this? a long pause. Thing. <laughs> we talked about it in conjunction with people who are animagi. Animate animagi, um, like Sirius Black, but we haven't talked about the etymology of the actual word. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Well, let's talk about an- animagus and what it actually means, because that's a pretty cool sounding word. It is. So you remember what this is? Uh, yeah. This is when you can turn into uh, an animal, um, kind of thing. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> you sounded so tentative and very slow. I, I was. I was I was overly confident. I was like, I definitely know what this is, and then questioned myself. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. This is a witch or wizard who can transform themselves into an animal. Yes. And the the major characters in the books who can do this are Sirius Black, who we already talked about. Yep. He can transform into a black dog. Terry's dad, James Potter, could change into a stag. Mm-hmm. A male deer. Peter Pettigrew, their other friend, who turned uh, evil. Yes, exactly. He could turn into a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast listeners could definitely see that lovely little rat face that you've made. Um, <laughs> but their other friend, Lupin, Remus Lupin, who is also talked about, is not an animagus. He's a right. werewolf. Different right, thing. right, right. But there's another animagus that we have talked about. You remember who that might be? Um, I should. I don't know. I'm blanking. You should. It's Minerva McGonagall, Professor McGonagall. Oh, right. She turns into a cat. Exactly. Yes. And then there's one other that comes into play in the later in the books that we haven't talked about mm. yet. Rita Skeeter. Oh, okay. We'll talk about her soon. So um, when you become an animagus, you're supposed to register with the ministry so they know who can change into what. Uh-huh. Right. But out of those characters that I just named, only one of them is actually registered uh-huh. with the ministry. And I bet you know uh-huh. which one. <laughs> yeah. So like a couple, uh, we've got some, uh, some rebels on our hands here. We do. Lots of rebels yeah. in this book. <laughs> So McGonagall's the only one registered. All the others are unregistered, secret anime. And um, I'm going to do that every time. Animagi. <laughs> I, I wish I wish our <laughs> listeners could have seen your face just then. <laughs> yes. So if you don't register, there's a big punishment. You get sent to Azkaban. I don't know for how long. You know, not life in Azkaban, but, you know, a significant time. So, you know, these people are taking a big chance not wow, registering. Yeah, I mean, any time in Azkaban is like probably going to ruin your life. Right. Exactly. The word animagus, the first part, Annie, comes from animal. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Yeah. What you turn into. And then magus, you've probably heard that before. It's Latin for a magic user. So animagus is basically an animal wizard. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Yep, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is a very difficult thing to do. 
uh, and it takes a long time. It's kind of a form of transfiguration with a bit of potions thrown in there, but it takes years to master. And let me tell you why. <laughs> oh. Let me explain the process of how you become an animagus. Okay, yeah. Okay, so first you have to take a mandrake leaf and hold it in your mouth for an entire month from visible full moon to the next visible full moon without swallowing it or removing it. Okay, wow. And then you have to spit that leaf into a crystal file within the light of the full moon and use that in a potion along with one of your own hairs and a silver teaspoonful of dew that has not seen sunlight or touched human feet in seven days and the chrysalis of a death's head hawk moth. Oh my gosh. So those are the ingredients in the potion. So then you have to put the potion into a dark place and don't disturb it until the next electrical storm, lightning storm. And while you're waiting, you have to recite an incantation every single day with the tip of your wand touched to your heart. And that incantation is Amato Animo Animato Animagus. Oh my gosh. A bit too of much, a tongue twister. Too much alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you've successfully done that every day until a lightning storm comes, then you have to drink the potion during the storm while reciting the incantation. Then you will transform for the first time, which can be some what painful um, because literally a second animal heartbeat is appearing in your body. Mm. And sometimes things can go wrong. You can get stuck half transformed or unable to transform back. But if everything goes right after that, you can change at will using your wand or not just by focusing on the form you want. Whoa. Yeah. So you can see why it's very difficult and why it can take a very long time. (laughs) That's a lot of coordination. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, you know, you could hold that mandrake leaf in your mouth for a month and then the next full moon, it's cloudy. So you can't spit it out within the light of the moon. So you have to start over. Mm. You know, there's a bunch of little things like that. Or you forget a day of saying the incantation Mm -hmm. or, you know, there isn't a lightning storm for six months Mm -hmm. and you've got to (laughs) wait. Wow. Yep. But then after all of that, you don't get to choose your animal or do you? No, that's correct. Mm -hmm. You don't get to choose your animal. So it's kind of similar to a Patronus in this way, but not exactly the same. A Patronus is kind of like your spirit animal, your soul animal, what you, your closest like personality. And the Animagus form is what suits you best. Right. So I don't know if that is like for your lifestyle or like the, if there's a particular reason you want to become an Animagus if it's what's best suited for that purpose. Oh, like an animal that has certain skills or something? Exactly, yep. Or, you know, like James and Sirius wanted to transform so that they could go out with Lupin with their friend who's a werewolf and run around with him and make his time as a werewolf better. And so they both became large animals that can, you know, handle a werewolf and can be running out in the forest at night, you know? Okay, yeah. Huh. And the other thing, difference between Patronus uh, shapes and Animagus shapes is that the Patronus, we talked about that, it can change if you have deep feelings for someone. Mm-hmm. Your Animagus form does not ever change 
whatever you become, that's what yeah. you'll always become. Even if you go through all of those steps again <laughs> and hold the leaf in your mouth for another month and do all that, you, you couldn't possibly change into a, a different animal after doing it all over again? I don't think so. I, no, I, I never saw anybody's particularly addressing that question. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd have you'd be, have to be really crazy to go through all of that again just because right. you didn't like your animal or right? something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the animal usually bears some distinctive markings similar to your human appearance. So like McGonagall, the cat she transforms into has markings around the eyes that look like her spectacles. Um, mm-hmm. And like Peter Pettigrew, he transforms into a rat. And, you know, he at one point chops off his own finger to try and fake his death. And then the rat is also missing a finger. Right. You keep certain characteristics, something distinguishing. Yeah. And that is part of what has to go on the register so people can be like, not only does this person turn into this animal, but this is what they look like as that animal. Yeah, right. Okay. That just seems like a lot of work, like, to do all of this. (laughs) It is, which is why not very many people do it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's pretty rare who figures this stuff that. out? Like, who figured out <laughs> and did that series of events and then realized, oh, right? that turned me into an animal. Cool. <laughs> share this with everyone. Like, you got to be cra- crazy to have mm-hmm. stumbled upon this. Well, it may have also been a bit of calculation and actually creating, trying to make this happen, not mm. just... Luckily, this happened, but Mm. (laughs) I can imagine you had to go through decades of trial and error of figuring out the exact Mm -hmm. order or combination, even if you're like kind of Mm -hmm. doing the math, so so to speak, on this probably will will create a magic potion. Well, I mean, that's like that's science, right? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, that's how it works. (laughs) That's science. Yeah. Yeah. It seems crazy, but yeah. Yeah. There are things, you know, even 10, 20 years ago that people then wouldn't never imagine or that are commonplace now, you know, yeah. um, that scientists have dreamed up. You know, it's the same kind of thing with magic. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we need to we need to get some funding in people's hands to try to make this happen so that we can all turn right? into animals. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> Or we could probably yes. just do some like DNA gene editing or whatever, and all, we'll all become whatever sure. we want to be. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's probably how we're going to do yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and while they are in their animal form, they can communicate with real animals of the same kind to a certain extent. Not fully, but a little bit. Hmm. Um, or actually even other animals in general, because Sirius talks to Hermione's cat, Crookshanks, or hmm. communicates in some way with them. So yeah, just other animals in general. Hmm. And they retain their human intelligence, but they have a bit of simplified feelings or emotions, which is why Sirius was able to stand the Dementors and Azkaban better in dog form. Okay, yeah. He could kind of just curl up and take a nap and be like, whatever, I can deal with this. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I did the etymology of Animagus, mm-hmm. the wizard, but I also want to talk about that spell, yeah. that incantation that you have to recite. I was hoping yeah. you would after you read it. <laughs> okay, yes. So, amato animo animato animagus. Mm-hmm. So, amato is Latin for I love or I am obliged to. Oh, okay. Bear with me. And the next two, animo and animato, come from the same root. Again, Latin, animo, which is I animate or I fill with the breath of life. Mm -hmm. And then animagus is the last one that we already talked about. 
basically animal wizard. So, you know, put them all together and it could be like, my love brings me to life or I'm obliged to become an animal wizard or I'm obliged to animate into an animal, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think also, like, I, the Animo Animato, the I Animate, and the Animagus, of course, I think those work really well. The first one, Amato, I love or I'm obliged to. I guess I'm obliged to kind of works. I love, mm-hmm. maybe not. But I think a uh, part of what she was going for with this also was the uh, alliteration and the tongue twisteriness of it, uh-huh. you know, part of this spell being so difficult is reflected in the incantation. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, you might feel not necessarily obliged to, I guess, but uh, yeah. I would certainly feel maybe that's more of a, a polite way of saying like, damn it, I've done all this work. Like, <laughs> let, let me finally turn into an animagus. Like, come on. <laughs> Right, but the tongue twisteriness that makes much more sense, and and it's it's a nice way to kind of round out the spell or the yeah, yes, I guess, yeah. exactly, it's a spell. Yeah, yeah. and actually, J.K. Rowling has said um, talked about what she would like to be if she were an animagus, mm. and she said, "I'd like to be an otter. That's my favorite animal. It would be depressing if I turned out to be a slug or something." <laughs> I was going to say you can you can want to be whatever you want to be, but right, what would you yeah. actually turn into? That's a good question. Yeah, which is actually my next question. <laughs> what do you, we talked about? You know what our patronuses might be, and this is similar. Yeah. And a lot of people, their patronus and their animagus form are the same, like McGonagall. Okay. Okay. Um, but not always. So, what do you think yours might be? Yeah, so this is more of like... It's something to do with your personality, but also your practical life and and what you would use it for. Right, my practical life. I don't know, I'm thinking maybe some kind of bird, (laughs) um, because... I'd be able to fly around and and be in the trees and stuff like that. I love I love <laughs> nature and trees specifically, but also love flying. I, that would be my superpower mm-hmm. if I could have one. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> um, but also, birds are musically inclined. Oh, right. And you know, so maybe some sort of a songbird or something like that. I like it. I like it. And actually, I was thinking along similar lines for oh, myself. Really? You know, yeah. what um, do you got? Well, with the bird. Um, yeah, because some kind of bird, because, you know, I'm such a big traveler and mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to migrate, you know, wherever I want to go, fly around the, the freedom of being a bird. Plus, I love being high up and just, you know, soaring and having fun. I think that would be great. And I think it would suit me as well. Uh, uh, Practically, but I'm not entirely sure exactly which kind of bird. Yeah, you'd need to be a, a bird that can like cross oceans, though. So you'd mm, need to be mm-hmm. a, like a a big like a an albatross or a stork mm-hmm. or a <laughs> stork. I don't know. I don't know why I said stork. It's a big bird, but not necessarily an ocean or a seagull or something. But I don't see you mm-hmm. as a seagull. No, no. not really. <laughs> Maybe like an Arctic turn or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like my cold weather too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Arctic turn, and I'll be a little a cardinal or a finch or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, we'd be able to chat. <laughs> right, we would. Santa Maggie. That would be nice, mm-hmm. just in more simplified emotions. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that is Animagus and the uh, Animagus incantation. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we cycled back and actually learned about the word itself. 
I had mm-hmm. I had forgotten that when we originally talked about well, I think we've maybe brought it up a few times in different episodes, mm-hmm. both the Serious Black episode and maybe in the Werewolf episode or a different. I think one. we may have touched on it briefly, but we also yeah. did it in the McGonagall episode because she's in yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm glad we cycled back and figured out exactly what the word means. And I didn't realize that there's a potion and a spell in, involved here, too. So that was cool to learn mm-hmm. about. Yeah, it's quite a process. Yeah. <laughs> quite a process. And that really is a great example of all the things that we talk about here on Pyronyms, because we're talking about potions and spells and words in general that have cool meanings behind them. And this has, this checks more more than one of those boxes, all those boxes. <laughs> so if you'd like to learn about all those things, plus people's names and places and all that fun stuff too, definitely subscribe to the Pirate Names Podcast. You can also check us out on Instagram and maybe check out our Facebook page at Pirate Names where you can tell us what you think your Animagus would be. And uh, if you want to see us animated, you can go over to YouTube and search for Potter Nims. There's animated versions of these episodes, plus shorter clips for easy, digestible, bite-sized chunks. And if you want more bonus clips that aren't anywhere else, head over to patreon.com slash Potter Nims and consider supporting us there and getting a lot of extra content. Yeah. Well, until next time, I'm Eric. And I'm Al. And this has been Potter Nims. Woo-hoo.